Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today, we have a great story of revenge against someone who lies and uses people. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, holiday pay is too difficult to do, you say? That's okay, I'll do all the math for your accountants. Buckle up, this is one of my favorite quitting stories. No, I didn't flip a table. No, I didn't tell my boss to stick it, but instead, I beat them at their own illegal game. My work doesn't pay overtime or holiday pay, which is highly illegal where I am. When I finally quit, among many other reasons, most of which was a huge lack of respect despite bending over backwards for the company. When I finally decided to quit, I was planning on writing a formal letter, signing it, and all but of course, I got a last minute custom cake order and only got the reference photo one and a half hours before pickup. This is like every freaking cake I do, such a garbage system. I freaking had it and sent a text to both my manager, who I actually like, and my GM, general manager, a 23 year old know-it-all who doesn't actually know crap. No reply, all day the audacity, until finally around 2pm, GM came downstairs and brought me into the office. He asked me why I was quitting, so I told him everything, every time of disrespect, every awful aspect of their trash order system, every rude and unnecessary comment from the owner, the expectations that the employees are to be essentially broken down into submission as if it's World War II Germany. Yes, I said this word for word. Among my many complaints, and very valid ones, I said it's BS we don't get holiday pay as it's freaking illegal not to be paid holiday pay. The GM asked me if I knew how to calculate holiday pay, and while I do in my home province, I don't actually remember how to do it in this province. Regardless, it's freaking grade 5 level math. He tells me in the most condescending tone, See? You don't know how to do it and that's fine. I didn't know how to do it either before, and now I know that it's a complicated process. After adding that it's not really that complicated at all, he says again that it's too difficult to do. Then, he tried to push me out before my last day, until I brought up severance pay and all of a sudden, they might actually need my help for the last week. Well, he picked the wrong math whiz to say this to. I couldn't sleep that night at all. It bothered me so much that he said this to me when, in fact, Accounting was my second choice for career studies. I truly have a gift for math, but I can't sit still so I chose baking instead. I went through all my pay stubs and my hours and calculated the exact amount owed for each holiday that I was employed there. I even got a pay raise halfway through one holiday pay period, so I went as far as to calculate what percentage should be at the original pay and what percentage of that pay should be with my pay raise, down to a hundredth of a percent. I also added all the calculations for my overtime pay as I, and I made sure to write this as well, did not sign any agreement being okay with not being paid overtime, i.e. illegal. So high as freak and half drunk at 10pm I managed to do all the math that was too difficult to do for the crap butt excuse for the accountants they have. I sent it all, math and everything by email and said, 
I took the initiative to calculate the missing holiday pay, since it's, as you said, too difficult to do. I've included overtime pay, as I didn't sign any agreement stating I would be okay with not receiving it, texting this to you as I prefer to have things in writing. Have a good evening. The GM basically ghosted me for two days. My manager said that he got the email. He asked if he was going to pay me and the GM said, well, I have to. Legally, I'm obligated. But that wasn't enough for me. I just had to ask him myself. So when I saw him that day, this was our convo. I said, I assume you got my email? He said, yeah, I did. And? They say, and what? I said, well, are you going to pay it? They say with a witchy attitude, yeah, obviously. Ha ha ha. Jerk. I win. I know my labor laws, jerk. Don't mess with me. As moody as they sound, they should be grateful that OP went to them with this and not somebody higher up, like an actual authority. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, no, you can call out all the numbers. I was at my local supermarket, going to the deli to get some cold meat. They have a ticket system. You grab a ticket from the roll, they update as they move through so people get served all orderly-like. It's a good system, not gonna lie, and I have no problem using it. But today, no one is there. Great, I'll just walk up to the counter and wait a minute till they finish slicing the meats. No other customers? This is awesome. Won't take long. I ignore the red ticket wheel. The staff member looks at me, looks at the display, and calls out the next number. I said, oh, I didn't get one, cause there's no one waiting. She sliced some more, looked at me, looked at the board, and called out the number. I said again, there's no one waiting and no one around, so I didn't get one. She told me to get a ticket, so I did. Then she called out the number 68. I looked around and kept quiet. She called out 69. I obviously looked around at the obvious lack of other people waiting. Then my ticket. She asked what number I had. I said, no, you can just iterate through and made her call out each number till she got to 74. How much are you guys willing to bet that this was some like manager requirement? Some manager gave them a hard time probably and was like, I don't care how many people are there, you gotta use the ticket system. This next story is why you should go Christmas shopping with your siblings. My brother's a few years older than me and even though we're now in our 30s, we still bicker occasionally. Nothing serious and usually over really trivial stuff. I also have a younger sister who finds it hilarious when we argue, so she sometimes winds us up to keep it going. One evening last year, we had planned to meet after work and go Christmas present shopping for our family. He said he was sorry, he'd forgotten, and was having a beer with his friends. Meh, no bother. I told him he was a lazy so-and-so, forgot about it, and decided to go shopping another time. My sister was visiting me that weekend, and so I asked if she wanted to go shopping, She agreed and, when we met, asked if I'd gotten much done with our brother a few days before. I told her he'd cancelled and she said, Oh, that's so rude. I can't believe that you're not that bothered. By the way, did you hear that our nephew is really getting into Lego? Our nephew, brother's son, had just turned five at this point and had been given a little Lego set to play with. I didn't know he loved it so much. So, thanks to my younger sister's encouragement, My Christmas present shopping included a large Lego brick box for my nephew, 790 pieces of Lego to play with, neatly wrapped and sweetly signed off from Auntie Sophie. My brother spent Christmas that year at home with his wife and son and his family-in-law. My nephew called me a few days later to say thank you and my dad wants to talk to you. My brother said that his son loved the Lego, 
but he really didn't. In his words, there's freaking Lego everywhere. I told him that I'd planned to buy it for his son on that weekend that he cancelled on me. Obviously I hadn't. And he sighed and said, should have come with you and stopped you, he keeps putting it in my pockets. I'm glad it wasn't a video call cause I had a huge grin on my face for the rest of the conversation. A few weeks later, my sister and I had gone to stay with our brother for the weekend. One evening, he took us out for a drink, and when he went to pay, he pulled his wallet out. Two small Lego bricks fell out of his pocket at the same time. If Opie was genuinely smiling, chances are they probably noticed the tone shift. But I think this story's great because it sounds like the kid's having a blast. Our next story is, it's obvious you're not reading the material. No matter how much I studied, I was always a flunk when it came to history class. I used to have a 5pm to 12pm schedule where I would just try to pound the material into my head, but in the end, I would always fail my exams. The only thing that kept me from absolutely failing and having to retake the class in high school was my homework, my assignments, and extra credit the teacher would give out. Now, my teacher was one of those teacher of the year types. She appeared in a lot of teachers' magazines and had quite a reputation in the school. Everyone really appreciated her hands-on approach when it came to mentoring students. She would always pull us out of the classroom one by one and individually go over our progress reports when the time came to. During one of these seasons, she was fairly disappointed with my progress and told me, It's obvious you're not reading the material, OP. I don't know what to tell you, you're not putting in the work, and I'm done trying with you. Hearing this absolutely shattered me because I knew well I put in the work. I just wasn't the best at absorbing the material like everyone else in my class. I hate how she just assumed that of me without any real affirmation. Time flies by, and it was eventually time for us to take our state exams. For this special occasion, we were all given study guides that contained everything, and I mean everything, we needed to know to do well on the test. I don't know what came over me, but I would spend every moment I could writing what was on that study guide over and over again on a sheet of paper until I memorized it by muscle memory. All 60 pages, front and back. When it was time for us to take our test, I must have looked insane because I was muttering and scribbling the air with my writing hand the entire time. When the results came in, there was only one person who scored a 100 in the entire US history AP class. Me. My teacher was very shocked and asked me how I did that. I didn't know what to tell her other than I read the material. Whether or not the teacher gave a satisfying enough reaction, OP should take pride in knowing that they figured a way to study that stuck with them and enabled them to do so well. It's a great story of accomplishment. This next story is, I quit my job before they could fire me. So I found out I was getting fired from my job. I'm a mortgage underwriter by profession. With the way the economy is, I got laid off in June. I found a new job in August, but I wasn't really into it. Unlike my previous position, there wasn't any formal training at all. Just a quick Zoom call with the previous person at my position. They also hired me a month before a massive deadline and gave me very little guidance on how to proceed. I had reservations about taking the role. It was a much lower salary than I had and benefits sucked. But it was work from home and the salary would be enough to cover my expenses. In the first month leading up to the deadline, I really tried. I stayed late into the night finishing projects, getting familiar with the financials, and trying to learn on my own. 
After that, I checked out of the job. I felt like they didn't care enough about this position to invest resources into structured training and expected me to figure it out on my own. Then why would I care? The last couple of months passed with me going through the motions. Last week, big blow up. There was an error in the big project I completed in the first month. I fix it, but another error on a different task. This one, I know for sure, isn't my fault. There was an Excel sheet with the wrong formula, which led to the data being completely off. Thing is, my boss told me to specifically change the existing formula to the one that was used. I remember because I thought that was weird, but didn't argue and did what I was told. Because at that point, I didn't care. This week, I had some very important and time-sensitive tasks. Tuesday, I'm on LinkedIn doing my customary scroll through available remote positions. I see my company posted a new position. Mine. I took a lunch break and went for a drive to clear my head and get some Chipotle. I come back. Email from my boss. After you're done, please compile a list of your responsibilities, the projects you worked on, and the resources you used. This was needed for HR for new record-keeping process. So to sum it up, they worked me through the busiest time of the year with no training, were about to fire me, and have me compile training materials for my replacement. So I decide to quit. I didn't do the task and spent the next two days eating pecan pie with coffee in front of my TV, catching up on some Netflix. At 1pm on Thursday, I write a resignation email to all the big wigs. Immediately my phone is blowing up. My boss goes into the usual song and dance. Why? How could you? This is irresponsible. You're letting down the company and your coworkers. We've invested so much in you. You were supposed to give two weeks notice, etc. I pointed out to them that my offer letter, when they hired me, bolds and underlines the words at will employment, wished them well, and hung up. Since then, I've gotten many more texts, calls, and emails. I remain steadfast. I just love that OP knew this company was probably no good and kept their eye on their actions. Dip out of there before they can feed you that poison. Our next story is Deja Vu and the Dog Mat. About 10 years ago, I had a friend who will call Karen. Karen had adopted a little dog, so that Christmas, I made her dog a small patchwork mat. I was quite proud of that mat as I was learning the craft and did a pretty good job. With nice fabrics and reasonable quilting, I told her how much I enjoyed making it and I hoped it was what she wanted for the dog. It was in colors that matched her decor and she said she loved it and the dog liked lying on it too. He kept going back to it all evening. As anyone who does any kind of craft will know, we can always recognize our own work. Some months after Christmas, I drove to visit my family 1300 kilometers away. I always stop overnight in a town halfway there. Now, Karen's daughter lives in this town, and Karen had been to visit her for the holidays. I got there quite early, so I wandered around the shops for a bit and went into a charity store, and saw my mat. Definitely my mat that I had made with my little label and initial. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Schools in the corner, so I bought it. Her birthday was the next month, and I gave it to her again. I told her how much I enjoyed making it and I hoped it was what she wanted for the dog. I managed to say the exact same words with a straight face, and the dog went over and laid down on the rug. The look on her face was worth it. Not friends anymore. It's a little awkward because if the person didn't really like the gift, you could understand why they wouldn't want to say it. You just know they were hoping when they gave it away that it was just going to disappear forever. Our next story is, keep kicking down our snowmen, have fun breaking your toes. This was more than a decade ago, back when my sister and I were children. I think I was 9 and she was 11, but I could be a little off. Around winter, like most kids, we built snowmen in our yard, and that year was no different. The only thing that changed was that someone had been repeatedly destroying our snowmen. After the third time it happened, her and I decided to do something about it and began plotting our revenge. We have a fish pond in our backyard, surrounded with large, decorative rocks. Rocks that would hurt a lot if someone were to kick them. It took at least half an hour, but her and I managed to haul enough of them into the front yard to make a good-sized stack of rocks. Next, we built the snowman around the stack, hiding the rocks inside of it. Sure enough, our serial snowman killer took the bait. The next day, my sister and I were in the backyard. We were feeding the fish after chipping a hole in the ice that covered that pond. When we heard someone shouting and pain and cursing, we rushed to the side of our house and saw a couple of older boys standing around while their friend was in the snow and clutching his foot. Our snowman was destroyed, exposing the pile of rocks inside of it. Justice had been served. So we went back to feeding the fish. The snowmen we built after that were left alone. Pain is a pretty good deterrent, I guess. This is one of those weird things where like the punishment feels a little harsh, but also so justified at the same time. Like they're just some mean kids, but it is broken toes. This next story is, idiot kid calls the cops because we hurt his feelings, ends up self-reporting. This happened when I was in grade 8-ish, and I, 14-year-old male at the time, wasn't actually involved in the situation itself, but it happened in my class, so I thought I would share. The kid in question was a total jerk and hated by our entire grade of 67 people. He would regularly steal things like pencils, calculators, erasers, and other things, sometimes during a test. If it wasn't during a test, he would play dumb and say it was his own. Sometimes he would even go through people's lockers and take their stuff without asking. On our class's Snapchat, he would also be like, Guys, me versus some guy in a fight tomorrow? Bring everyone. Call all the teachers too. That was an actual message he sent a couple of times. Not only that, but he would also not show up to school the next day. He was generally really annoying too. His breath smelled like crap, which made him disgusting to be around in general. He failed every subject, which is expected when you go on 70-minute bathroom breaks. The bathroom was literally right outside the classroom, 
So then, one time, he threatened he was going to fight someone the next day again. This time, however, my classmates snapped. You see, this kid wasn't even super tough or shredded. In fact, he was 5 foot 2 and 140 pounds. He couldn't even do a push-up. He claimed he could do 100. Then when asked, he failed to do one. He would try and then struggle to pull himself back up, not even in the push-up position. He would straight up lie down and then struggle to get up. Then everyone started roasting him so bad, I don't know what the roasts were, that we suspect he deleted his Snapchat account entirely. He had taken some screenshots beforehand so that he could show the principal of our school and try to get us in trouble. He was just trying to get us in trouble, he wasn't easily offended. So then this kid told his parents, who told the principal, the parents also called the cops, and they were to show up the next day. We come into school the next day, and there are four police officers in our school. They call down the kids who were roasting, and each of their parents, down to a meeting room. I wasn't there, but I heard the interview slash mild interrogation went something like this. For simplification, the kid will be known as Jay. The principal says, So what have these men, gesturing to the kids, done to you that you had to call the cops? Jay says, They called me names and were hurting my feelings. The officer says, Do you have proof, like images or screenshots? Jay pulls out his phone and says, Here, this is what they said about me. The principal says, This is really bad. Why did you guys do this? Asking the kids who roasted Jay. Kid number one says, Wait, we have a reason. He did, and then proceeds to explain everything Jay did and shows screenshots of the fight threats. We were tired of it, and so we did what we did. The officer says, Okay, what are your thoughts on this? Asking the parents of the kids who roasted Jay. All the parents said that they fully support this action taken by them, and that they would have done the same if they were in that situation, supporting the roasting. The officer says, Thanks, we'll follow up with more news tomorrow. The next day, we found out that Jay ended up getting in trouble. The kids who roasted him were set free, and Jay was given an in-school suspension for a week. The next day, days ago, we had a supply teacher. Our grade is notorious for being mischievous when a supply is teaching us, so I was expecting a fight to break out. That is exactly what ended up happening. Kid threw two punches thankfully missed and the other kid backed off and the supply took Jay into the hallway to lecture him. They were gone for 15 minutes. As soon as Jay got back into the classroom, he was fuming. For some reason, he decided to charge full speed, slow, at a kid who didn't even do anything wrong. He ended up getting sent to the office and he got in even more trouble because he wasn't in the office for his suspension anyways. The day after that, we had received great news. Due to reasons you all know of, and I'm sure you've been keeping track, Jay has been removed from the school by the police, as he not only threatened to fight and actually followed through with it several times, but also wasted the police time for something that Jay knew he would lose. We also found out that he'd been similarly removed from nine other schools because his parents baby him. That was his first suspension, but only because his parents pulled him out of the schools before he had the chance to get suspended. This is crazy and just highlights that Jay's parents are awful. I don't know if they just don't watch him, I don't know if they mistreat him, but I would definitely assume this starts at the top. Our next story is, let me Uno reverse that scene you're making. 
Yesterday at the gym, there was this wannabe influencer chick who always films herself working out. That alone is annoying already because I don't need to be on someone else's social media, and I bet others feel so as well. I usually move out of the way because I just won't spend my time arguing with dumb people like that, so I let her 10 followers enjoy the show. Anyways, yesterday she was filming again, and I moved out of the way and must have looked at her while doing so. I know, crucify me, right? Not like it's normal to look in the direction of the camera. She started causing a scene because I apparently was checking her out and being creepy and staff started to come up. People were looking weird and attentive as well. I pretty much immediately was the bad guy in the situation. I simply said with a calm voice, Sister, save that energy. I definitely wasn't looking at anything but that darn camp, cause I'm gay. I'm not gay, but there was no other way out of this without being blamed by everyone around. She got thrown out for filming, plus the situation was awful for her. I can't tell you how annoyed I would be to go to the gym and find that I'm in the background being broadcasted to somebody who either is or wants to be an influencer. I mean, how many people would want that? This next story is, oh, I'm stupid? I'm in the same grade as you now, jerk. Me, 16-year-old female, and my brother, 18, argue way too much. We're 16 months apart, and all we ever do is argue. When I was in year 6, grade 5, he decided to piss me off by saying that he's a grade ahead, and he'll graduate before me and I'll still be in school like the loser I am. He kept calling me a child. Again, that makes no sense, but I remember how angry I was. Long story short, I worked my butt off. I studied every day for hours. I would ask for extra assignments. I nailed every single freaking exam I got because I was driven by pure spite. So wouldn't you know it, I ended up not going to year 7. No, I ended up in year 8. I skipped a grade because teachers said I'm very smart and advanced for my age and I would do better if I skipped a year. I'm not, I'm just petty. First day of school, I walked in, saw my brother in one of our classes together and I said, Who's the freaking loser now, jerk? And he was confused at first. But I reminded him and then he couldn't stop laughing and high-fived me. Heck, when my parents told him I'd be in the same year as him, he was so confused, but didn't say anything and just went to bed. They told him a day before as a surprise. I think he thought it was a joke. Now we're both in year 13, grade 12, and we're vibing. He made me do his homework a lot, but at this point I don't freaking care. I'm a genius among my classmates and family. Everyone in my family just thinks I'm this genius, but nah, I'm just petty and I do everything out of pure spite. It worked out. I got great university offers. Honestly, I think this goes to show that if you're that dedicated to it, almost anybody can excel in their classes in school. I sure as heck didn't have that dedication. That said, our final story of the day is lying and using people? I got you. This one needs background to fully understand why I went out of my way for this revenge. My best friend was married for 10 years, with his ex for a total of 13 years. He was absolutely head over heels in love with her like I had never seen before, which I never understood due to her alcohol abuse. She would take it out on him, and when he'd be venting about it, he'd always fall back on, it's not her, it's the illness, a very respectable and admirable stance on it. Last year, she asked for a divorce because after years of what I would call abuse, he had simply run out of gas. Her reasoning for asking for one? When she got fired for testing positive for weed, 
he wasn't empathetic enough. He admits he wasn't because it had come on the back of one of her drunken tirades where she told him he was a piece of crap who was always trying to control her when all they ever tried to get her away from was booze for the way she treated him when she was drunk. It took him forever to move on from this with the divorce following shortly after. And earlier this year, after thinking he was moving on, he calls me to come over and he's in a bad way. I arrive and he's absolutely fall down level of drunk. Going on that she didn't ask for a divorce for those reasons and that she'd really been cheating with several other people. The next morning he's more coherent. I ask him how he knew. He was cleaning out the spare room and selling and donating stuff he didn't need anymore and when he went to clear an old tablet, she was still logged on and all of the evidence was there. He gets that out and says he's going back to bed and asks me to lock up when I leave. Before I left, I looked at the tablet. After seeing what I saw, I wanted to find a way to get even with the horrible and conniving woman. So I took pictures of it all and left. When I got home, I started looking up information about these people. Two of them were just normal guys. Whether they knew she was married or not, I don't know. But the third, well, the third comes up as a registered offender still on probation for being such a disgusting pile of crap and the address listed as so-and-so city and state. Chomo knew that she was married. I immediately knew what I was going to do. Chomo didn't live at 123 Lane. They were living with the conniving ex. She made regular posts about their time together. On top of that, she's an avid weed user and has several firearms because she enjoys sport shooting. So I go into the state's offender site and make a report of Chomo not actually living where he's registered and that he's living in a home with what he has no right to, being a convicted felon and on parole. I include screenshots of the social media posts and all of it to back it up. I was thinking little would happen, but an inconvenience to their lives. Boy was I wrong. She broke her typical posts with nothing serious trending on social media yesterday with this gem. My year can't get any worse. Chomo lost his job and now I'm facing eviction because I can't afford my rent. So I go onto the state court system site to see if it's related. And yes, it was. He was re-arrested. She clearly can't post bail or he would be out. The job she took after being fired definitely cannot support her lifestyle. So he's probably going back to prison or at least jail and she's a breath away from being homeless. I don't know if I would ever tell my best friend that I was the one behind this, but he's definitely ecstatic to see a horrible woman and sewer rat get what they deserve. Part of me wants to put up the offender registration link and that it's sitting in jail and say something to the effect of, it's a little more than losing a job, but not wanting to make my best friend's life harder I'll just let sleeping dogs lie. If the best friend is celebrating this and they're just enjoying the moment, I say just let them enjoy that. God forbid you don't need to clue them in on any extra details that might make them overthink things. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.